listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome to Grave Discussions. I'm your host, Barnabas. And I am your co-host, Samael. Welcome to episode 86, a present from Billy. That's right, Billy is back, and who wouldn't want to get a present from him? It's probably in a plastic bag, Oh, I think. (laughs) Uh, So, a little inconsiderate, but, you know, that's just the kind of guy he is. And of course, we're going to be talking about Billy from Black Christmas, but we've already talked about the original Black Christmas in a prior episode, episode 41. You guys can go check that out. But today we're going to be talking about the uh, controversial and some people think ill-conceived 2006 remake in anticipation for the new uh, Black Christmas film coming out. Actually, probably this weekend as you're hearing it. So that's going to be an interesting discussion. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, I guess uh, Blumhouse wanted to capitalize on the holiday season with, you know, taking it back again, and uh, I don't know how this one's going to fare in the box office. Yeah, I don't know. We'll talk about all that stuff and more, of course, because, you know, the remake did not have the best box office performance, but uh, that's, that's for a little bit later. In our main discussion, we do, as always, have to start out with giving a shout out to sports radio detroit our gracious host network and you can find them on twitter instagram and facebook just look up sports radio detroit srd sports radio detroit and you can check them on sports detroit.com exactly guys and if you do check out the website you can also uh, check out a, a special tab with a pretty cool promotion going on with fanatics uh, it's detroit branded sports merchandise so if you're into that, if you're a fan or whatever, even in, in these dire times, you can go uh, check that out. It helps SRD out a little bit. Uh, so we're going to move on to our first segment of the episode where we'll be talking about all of the horror news going on. So what's been going on since last week, Sam? There's some cool articles here. This first one's pretty exciting. First one's pretty cool. Uh, they're remaking Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. They changed up some of the characters they made him look a little bit more badass and it's scheduled for i think an april 2020 release yeah so they did slightly alter or i guess modify like the uh, character profiles of jill and carlos and nemesis actually now with added nose it says some people aren't like super uh you know confident in the nemesis rework i think he still looks pretty cool you know i mean it was an old-ass game anyway, the original, so... Hard to make him look super scary. The only scary part was him on the fucking box art. Or yeah, honestly. But, uh... No, this is cool. I'm actually playing through the Resident Evil 2 remake right now. Oh, you're still on that? I'm, I'm on... So, I beat Leon's story in, like, two or three days, I think. That's all I did. I just did Leon's. I didn't do Claire's yeah. yet. I was saving it for the winter time, because, you know... Yeah gonna be cooped up indoors <laughs> yeah i mean it, it is a little bit different but you do hit like some of the same uh settings and stuff like that but there is a little bit of a different story to her so 
Uh, I do want to just experience that before I move on to something else. But it's a cool game. Fans have been wanting uh, Resident Evil 3 Remake now, ever since that game basically came out. Because Nemesis is probably, like, the, I guess I would say the biggest, like, Resident Evil, you know, zombie or monster Jeez, in remakes, pop culture. Remakes so. are all the rage now, whether it be yeah. games, movies. For games, I, I think it it's fair. I think it makes sense because... You know, obviously back then you would play, you're like, wow, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. And now you go back and it's it's not the same at all. I mean, game technology has advanced, like, to a crazy degree. So, I mean, to see, like, what they could do with the Resident Evil 2 remake, I'm down for it. You know, I'm down to fight Nemesis. I mean, I'm going to buy it anyway. I mean, yeah. I've actually never played it. Really? Like, the original, so. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was unfortunately, like, not able to play the Resident Evil or even like the Silent Hill franchise and stuff when I was a kid. I think I was just too scared. Or I played Silent Hill. It honestly, I think it still holds up. Even though the graphics now are like lackluster, uh, I still think it it would hold up if they remade that. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, there was supposed to be in like a new Silent Hill game, but that apparently didn't work out. But pretty excited for Resident Evil Three, and it is also going to be coming with Project Resistance, which is that like weird new Resident Evil game that they teased. It's like a four-player co-op thing or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, April 3rd, 2020 is when that's coming out. Now, uh, another future announcement here, something that I think we've both been pretty excited about. This article isn't really like the biggest news, but the new Conjuring film is going to be called The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. And uh, that's going to be coming out September 11th, 2020. Coincidence? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about that. I'm sure that I don't like the title. It was intentional. You don't like the title? I think the title is uh, super corny. I mean, The Conjuring 3 would have just been fine. Because then it's like, oh, The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, Annabelle, Annabelle Comes Home, Annabelle Creation. It's like, it's just like with the whole Fast and Furious franchise, just the naming. And then same thing with Final Destination. I think it's just, bro just stick to numerical because no one's gonna want to like look up in the future like hey what order would these movies and let me go on wikipedia and like yeah. i don't know just too long of a title it's like those fucking 70s giallo movies your vice is a <laughs> locked door and only yeah. i have the key like it, it does get a little bit ridiculous i think so okay here's the thing i mean the devil made me do it part is basically telling you what the story is about oh yeah there's that guy who committed murder and his like defense was like demonic possession or whatever yeah Yeah. but see i don't know if that's like a direct quote from the guy or something like that in which case i guess that's the title still makes sense i still don't really like it it is wordy and it can be like annoying to even look up or or say or whatever you know like people do actually care about that kind of stuff uh so that aside i'm not like the biggest fan of it but we did get a little bit more info on like the premise of the movie we have a date, you know, there's more uh, casting and everything, so it's all coming together. I'm still excited for it, even though the name is whatever. Yeah, I'm excited for the movie, just the name is just ass. Change it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, like, people might petition about something stupid like that. Just be like, yo, <laughs> The Conjuring 3. Yeah. We don't need a fancy... The Conjuring dot dot the fellatio <laughs> monster of the nebulous... <laughs> 
Sting. You might like, be more interested in that title. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Fellatio Monster, he just <laughs> sucks you off till you fucking die. Wow. NC-17 rating. I'm copywriting <laughs> that. Don't steal my idea. Perfect. We're going to make it. So uh, let's move on from that one. Uh, September 11th, 2020. This next article uh, is, again, not, not too much, but it's still pretty interesting here just because I think of this bottom part of the article. But uh, the guy behind Sinister, Scott Derrickson, is going to be making Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness up next for Marvel. But after that, he is going to be making a return to Rated R Horror with a pretty cool adaptation. Yeah, he's going to be... He already wrote it, apparently, and it's a Joe Hill horror story. I guess he has the whole thing written, and it's ready to be directed. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So He did Sinister, right? He Yeah, he was the director of Sinister, okay. which is obviously one of our probably favorite movies of the last decade. Yeah, definitely one of them. So I am excited to see what he does. Uh, Joe Hill, as far as I can tell, following in his father's footsteps pretty well. I've never actually read any Joe Hill besides uh, Sleeping Beauties, which he wrote with his father. But, you know, I'm sure that he's a talented horror writer. Uh, I'm not totally familiar with all his stories, but there was a suggestion that it could be a heart-shaped box which is apparently a pretty popular Joe Hill story. Okay. So I, I don't really know too much what it's about, but pretty cool. I'm excited, you know. I do want to see what the sinister director can bring to the table again. So, guys, uh, we have a couple new trailers here, and then we'll get into the meat of the show. The first trailer uh, is another Stephen King thing. Go figure. There's just a lot of it out <laughs> these days, but one of his latest books, The Outsider... Uh, is coming to HBO and there's a new trailer. It seems like some doppelganger shit is going on. Uh, First thought upon watching the trailer is I thought this was like another adaptation of like the dark half. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie from the 90s. I'm familiar kind of. Because that's a Stephen King adaptation. So I'm guessing this is the exact same thing. Uh, I don't know. So I have the outsider book. I just haven't read it yet. The general consensus kind of seems to be that the book itself is pretty good, but that the ending is not the best. I don't know. But from this trailer, I am interested. It looks kind of more like a true detective kind of a thing where it's sort of a dark true crime, but you know, there's some kind of existential supernatural element or like you said probably some kind of doppelganger thing going on uh but from the atmosphere of the trailer and and the acting especially i am pretty excited for it and then we got what's his name from the dark knight rises and from ready player one yeah so uh, ben mendelson uh is going to be playing like the main detective guy super skeptical purely logical yeah you know what you should be if you're a detective Right, yeah, Ralph Anderson, uh, who is investigating the mutilated body of 11-year-old Frankie Peterson found in the Georgia woods, and then uh, none other than Jason Bateman himself is going to be playing uh, the accused killer, who is apparently in two places at once. So, honestly, I think the casting is awesome. I love Ben Mendelsohn. He was uh, also in uh, the recent like Star Wars movies. And Where the Millers, wasn't he? No, no, no. Isn't he with Jennifer Aniston in that fucking movie? Mm-mm, that's uh, Jason Sudeikis. Is it? Yeah, or whatever his name is. I don't know. These all like uh, mid thirties white Hollywood dudes look the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. I, I think you're thinking of the wrong person. Jason Bateman is the guy playing the accused killer, who was in Arrested Development and a bunch of other stuff. 
What other shit was Jason Bateman and Where do I know him from? Horrible Bosses. That's where yeah, I know yeah. him from. So yeah, I think the caliber of acting in this movie is pretty awesome. Jason Bateman, usually known as like a comedic actor, but recently been doing some more dramatic roles. He was in the uh, uh, Netflix show Ozark, which is kind of like Breaking Bad-ish, and I heard that he's fantastic in that. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one for sure. I thought he was in The Hangover. Damn, I'm having... I found out what that thing was nope. called, where you think you remember something, but you don't. The Mandela Effect. Ah. That's what we were talking it. about last week. Yep, yep. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there is actually a movie coming out about that. Jesus. <laughs> I know. So, uh, yeah, that's The Outsider, guys. It's coming out January 12th, 2020 on HBO. Check out the trailer, especially if you liked uh, True Detective. Definitely got a similar kind of vibe. Uh, this next one is called VFW. This one's been talked about for a little bit now, and it's coming out on Valentine's Day of all days, February 14th, 2020 in theaters, VOD and on digital HD. I don't know. What do you think about it? Uh, I don't know. For some reason, initially, I thought it was going to be some kind of monsters. This makes it seem more like a green room, like very similar premise where these people are stuck in some kind of like bar type building and they're getting like attacked. It seems like a bad times at the El Royale. That's what it really reminded me of. Okay. I still got I still got to watch that one, but Oh, really? It's, it's, sim- it's kind of similar. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. But it's like almost the exact same thing. Cool. Yeah, so in this movie basically a group of uh, veterans are in a bar that I assume they frequent. It's the VFW, so it's like one of those veteran hangout spots. And basically they're attacked by like a group of punks who are into drugs after somebody, I think this uh, girl in the trailer comes into the bar with like all these drugs or something like that. So premise is simple enough. Uh, I guess it looks cool. You know, I want to see what they do with like this isolated setting. I want to see what the practical effects look like to what lengths shit goes. Like if it, if it gets really crazy or what, you know, but a bunch of uh, veteran actors here, Stephen Lang, of course, from uh, don't breathe the old guy is awesome. He's been uh, so many things. William Sadler from uh, Demon Knight, Bordello of Blood, and a bunch of other stuff. Martin Cove, who um, ironically has not really been in too many like horror movies. He's mainly known for like Rambo and uh, The Karate Kid and some stuff like that. Gotcha. And then uh, Fred Williamson, who unfortunately probably won't be turning into a vampire in this bar, <laughs> but uh, he's in this movie as well. He's pretty awesome. So... I mean, for them, I'll probably check it out, but I'm not, like, extremely interested in it. I don't know, it seems like more like a like a bloodbath thriller movie. It's not really yeah. a horror, you know? Yeah, see, I can get behind these kinds of premises when it's something like Feast, mm-hmm. and it's like, all this cool shit's going on, and these monsters and everything. This one, eh, you know? So it's more like an action thriller, Yeah, but just bloodbath. Yeah, like, these guys are all former soldiers. They could probably just knock these fucking punks out in, like, ten minutes flat. Why Why a whole movie? <laughs> yeah, it's just that, you know, when the punks have guns, then that's a whole different ball game. Yeah, I guess so. But I know some people are looking out for this one, so, uh, yeah, stay tuned. The last trailer, probably the biggest trailer that we have, and, um, you know, honestly, didn't really give too much away, but we got a new trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife being called and it seems like it's focusing more so on the kids and then they're becoming ghostbusters and 
honestly at this point like i don't know i don't need to sound like a dick but i'll take the 2016 movie damn i don't know honestly i feel like this movie is going to be way better i just want to see bill murray like yeah. that's all i care really about and dan Aykroyd. if they, they are gonna um come back i'm pretty positive of that i think they've all been confirmed to come back but it does kind of seem right now as if they're going to come back more in like a mentor type role i mean they're all really old i don't really expect them all to carry like their own movie especially with egon gone you know yeah. unfortunately r.i.p but we do get a hint i think that these kids are egon's like grandkids Grand i think and um so that seems pretty cool i mean honestly i don't mind that they're going in this direction because it is a sequel first of all and then you know it's going to open it up to becoming even a newer franchise for new fans which is why you know reboots and stuff like that happen you know uh, initially in the trailer from like the beginning the cinematography and the mood i didn't expect it to be a ghostbusters movie oh, it looked yeah, like no. a legitimate horror movie yeah no that's why people are uh either really excited for it or kind of up in arms about it because the tone is totally different it looks like a 2019 or you know 2020 movie for sure it's got those like sweeping drone shots and that really tight very cinematic quality to it and it like the comedy is really toned down like it's a lot more subtle so yeah but honestly i'm not like too against it i think once we see the original ghostbusters and the ghost we'll probably get some more comedy but this this trailer at least uh makes it like a lot more just I don't know it, it just makes you a bit more hype for it so you can like you know figure out what the story is and everything like that so i kind of dug it It didn't really give a lot away we didn't even really see any ghosts we just saw like their uh ectoplasm or whatever yeah kinda. so which is pretty cool i think they're chasing slimer in that one scene i think so too which is sweet and then we see the the car of course and the proton packs and everything i don't know man I, i'm excited for it. i think if they do it well i think it could really work out and then there will probably be a lot more Ghostbusters movie, movies after it, too. So I hope so. Yeah. I hope it works out well. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I will say, apparently, there's an international trailer that shows quite a bit more than the trailer that we saw. Oh. But I'm trying not to see it, because I don't really want to be like too yeah, no, spoiled for it. You know? I don't want to like understand the whole movie upon viewing the trailer. Yeah. So I'm kind of try to keep it <laughs> close to, to my chest there. But yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife is coming out July 10th, 2020, just a few days before our birthdays. Ooh. So that'll be a good one to go see. But uh, that's all we have for the news today, guys. We're going to move on to our main discussion here in just a moment. But first, a few words from some other SRD shows. All right, Fred. So the people at Sports Radio Detroit want us to cut a promo for Parsons and Slow. I want them to cut me a check for Parsons and Slow. Well, um, I've I've Googled some keywords, and I'm going to uh, put them here in a promo. So so here it goes. Ready, Fred? Yeah, uh, analytics away. Parsons and Slow. We have the content consumers crave. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, anywhere else that podcasts are available or will kill you. We won't really kill you. Just listen to our podcast, brand new, every Friday on Sports Radio Detroit. Okay, I'm ready to do the promo. Oh, that was it. Do you love pop culture? Discussions about pop culture? 
ranking and rating treasured pieces of that shared culture against each other? I, ju- I mean, I do think Flea's a good bass player. He does what he does very well. And like I said, he's he's a he's like a rock star, you know. He's eccentric. What is so funny? What I just didn't like? know he talked so long about flea. I, d- I didn't know anybody had I, so many just, feelings. I do. So many. I feelings. got feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Music, movies, television, food, sports, pro wrestling. We are the determination of what is over or underrated across all fields of greater cultural consumption. Subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts and Podbean, or visit us at sportsradiodetroit.com. Over under fair. Your final word in pop cultural relevance. Welcome back, fiends. So, on today's episode, as promised, we have a retrospective discussion of Glenn Morgan's 2006 remake of Black Christmas, uh, apparently given blessing by none other than Bob Clark himself, who was uh, friends with Glenn Morgan. Oh, really? Fun fact. Yeah. So he was actually—I think he served as like a producer oh. on it, which is interesting. But uh, there is some very divided fan feedback about this film and generally it's it's panned uh but you know we thought in light of the new movie coming out it would be interesting to kind of talk about this one and see sort of how that movie will lead up to the the really like you know divergent direction that the 2019 film is taking so first of all what did you think just in general about the 2006 one i enjoyed it it was entertaining. Also, I've never seen so many hot chicks in one movie. Yeah. Like, every woman in this movie was extremely attractive. I will say that, yeah. Uh, it's got a, actually a good cast. It has a great cast, you too, know. and no bad acting. It really has that 80s vibe to it, because, like, oh, dumb bras getting slaughtered, you know? And, like, the gore factor is... The gore is great. And it, it was kind of like Rob Zombie's Halloween in the fact that, like... It really tried to go back to the original, but, like, explain everything. Like, who's Ag- Agnes? Like, why is Billy saying, it's me, Billy? Like, what did he do? And, like, this one, I think, was, like, way more exciting than the original because there's always something going on in the remake. The original, while it is classic and it has, like, creepy, very unsettling moments, the POV shots of the killer climbing into the attic, I will say, honestly, the original has a lot of, like, extremely boring parts uh kind of drags a bit the remake is more of like like i said it's like a 80s slasher movie made modern day and i think it's one of the only modern movies to do the 80s slasher thing correctly yeah i'll give it that i think uh, it definitely works as a slasher movie for sure personally i don't really like the whole backstory aspect too yeah. much i think that's where it loses a lot of people as well i mean I think for some things it can work. The fact that the original was very vague about the whole character of Billy and his craziness and where it originated from and all that stuff. Uh, I think that this movie uses that as ammo to say, hey, you know, what can we do that's a little bit different that will uh, kind of explain some stuff from the original film while still hearkening back to it. But yeah, personally, I don't I don't know if it works. I think it's just unnecessary like if it actually connected in some way to a different character it might make sense but it's really just a thing of like hey we stumbled into this house well not stumbled into but they you know live there obviously but yeah. we, we stumbled upon this this killer and and all this crap who have apparently been living here for so long and then it just spends so long 
on the backstory and on the flashbacks and everything just to make you think like oh man this kid has lived a shitty ass life you know so like i don't know see that's the whole thing again it's like trying to make you sort of empathize empathize and understand the character which i mean i guess is human nature you know but at the same time it is definitely scarier when you don't really know yeah anything the thing with this like in the original billy was solo and he was killing Mm -hmm. everyone and this one agnes did most of the killing billy killed like one he killed the guy in the mental institution he killed the chick in the car and then he killed the dude in the hospital yeah billy killed like maybe three people not including his well including his okay five people including his mom and her lover yeah but in the present day in the present day he killed like three people because every kill that you actually see like you see the clothes and the hands and it's agnes yeah i guess it's a twist i mean it is a very prototypical like 2000s remake sort of twist just because i think people feel like well no so studios feel like they have to throw something new and twisted in there just to appeal to people because apparently when i was reading it was the studio really that wanted the two killers like twist in the movie and personally i don't really agree with it i'm just like it's just like why i mean you knew (laughs) there was two killers right off the bat because like the phone calls and shit like and even like the deaths like the claire when claire got killed she got killed while billy was still locked up yeah but it, I guess it doesn't expect you to think about stuff like that, like your first time watching the movie. Oh, I did. I noticed yeah. it right away that there were two killers. I mean, it's not like it's well written necessarily, but no. it's, it's supposed to be a twist. I think it's it's literally like this should be like the poster child for modern day slashers. Honestly, like sure, here, should be. Yeah, like here's here's the stabbing, the gore. Who gives a fuck about the story? But here's the story anyway. Yeah, I mean, because they're. Fair slasher movies aren't meant to be like groundbreaking you know genius movies like they're just supposed to be mindless violence and i i think honestly this is one of the best slashers of the 2000s like period besides like the scream the scream and you know movies and i know what you did last summer and urban legends like i think if they focus on the slasher parts that would have been better but it's just like all the rest of it just has such a heavy emphasis throughout the entire movie that for me it just doesn't do it when we do get those gory actual slasher parts i do think it works well yeah you know like good framing good practical effects decent tension and and suspense like not the best i think in the original it's it's way ratcheted up just because of all the mystery and everything like that but those elements, yeah, I think it does does well. I will disagree about the acting. I, I found some of the acting to be very questionable. Really? It was either that or like the editing or ADR or something. I don't know, but I wasn't like a huge fan. I think Katie Cassidy, uh, who played Kelly, I think she she could have done better. You know, the <laughs> house really. mother in this movie was also in the original Black Christmas. Yeah, she was the chick with like the afro and the glasses. She was the nerdy chick. I think Phil Phyllis in the original. Yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah. Which is cool. I, Andrea Martin, I think, was her name. I'm not sure. Yeah, Andrea Martin. Okay. Who played uh, Barbara McHenry in this one. Yeah, I mean, it's an all-star cast for sure. Katie Cassidy, Michelle Trachtenberg, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Lacey Shabert, um, 
Oliver Hudson, who's not like huge, but the main group of girls generally actually came to be like pretty popular, successful actresses. So, and this was like an initial movie for a lot of them. Yeah, actually. And Lacey Chabert had never actually been in like a horror movie really before this, which is cool. But, um, yeah, the cast. Great. I mean, most of the acting was pretty solid. It's just a lot of those other little things that I can't really get away from like if it was more kind of christmas oriented if it was more kind of in the shadows stalking without all the flashbacks every like 15 20 minutes just kind of breaking it up i think it would have been a lot more suspenseful i think it would have been a lot scarier probably because honestly the all that stuff it it just it's just going for shock value at that point yeah And and the shock value really should come from just like the kills themselves i think yeah not that the fact that Billy got raped by his own mom, and his sister is also his daughter. Yeah. No, that's definitely like a Rob Zombie type. Oh yeah, fucking thing, you know. Oh no, hillbillies! Like- <laughs> it's like my father stuffed a fish up my ass when I was just a wee boy, and now I have to hunt down teenagers with a knife. Like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I guess this movie but- would have been so much better, honestly, without any backstory. Like, I wanna, I want them to create a cut. Where they don't explain the backstory is just Billy and Agnes killing people. Yeah, there were some actually uh, alternate endings to this one too, but they all still went with like the double killer angle. And yeah, I don't know, man. One of the alternate endings was just uh, the main chick, like her phone just ringing, mm-hmm. and then like the camera panning out of the hospital. I think that's what the director originally wanted, uh, as far as like the ending goes. But then. I guess the execs. It was the fucking Weinstein's, of course. Ugh. So I mean, what can you do? I keep but, forgetting. That's why they're not gonna have this movie have a Blu-ray release. Yeah, because the whole Weinstein shit. I also read that it was largely at the time due to just how like poorly the movie did. They had, a but blu- now there's no way they had a Blu-ray release of this movie. It was very limited. I think it was just in Canada. Yeah, it was, and the, like the movie goes for like 160 bucks now. Great. Oh, <laughs> speaking of which. I was going to keep this as a surprise. Uh, I know you don't have an HD DVD player, but I got you an HD DVD copy of this movie. Oh, shit. Nice. Literally Thank came you. in today. Perfect timing. That's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. And I, that's the only way you can get it pretty much. And then I have an extra one also laying around because I have the HD DVD. I just wanted to own it because it's like a collector's item. Like yeah. it's not out there. There's, oh, I've only seen about five on eBay and I bought three of them. Nice. So that's dope yeah no that's cool thank you man if you have your if you have your like xbox 360 hd dvd player Mm. then you can watch it okay (laughs) yeah i might have to like try and dig that up or just buy one or something but i mean that's the thing i mean this movie didn't really do super well at first so it only got released on fucking hd and dvd pretty much or whatever yeah um and then it just kind of got lost to time i think now you can maybe find it on like some streaming services or something like that but it's kind of hard to find you can buy it off youtube for four bucks and uh i think comcast you can buy it as well or rent it okay so yeah i mean it's out there it's available again for me personally if you've seen the original like it's not going to tarnish no what you think about that one or anything like that like if you want a pretty decent modern day slasher that is largely a good slasher movie apart from all the bullshit backstory and all that kind of crap, then this is honestly like a pretty good one to watch, you know, despite the, 
the criticism and the panning and everything like that and and all the dumbness and everything if you just want like good classic gory kills there there's some good ones i mean the whole like tree topping with the head thing and taking out the eyes and stuff like that kind of a precursor to see no evil yeah almost a little bit um all that stuff is is cool i agree and the killers are pretty terrifying in themselves i mean it's just too quote-unquote normal people who have been through some trauma what's scarier than a normal person a person with jaundice yeah (laughs) that was kind of fucked up billy was just yellow as fuck yeah it kind of reminds me of that weird yellow guy in uh sin city oh wow yeah (laughs) you know it's been years damn like what are they i know what are they trying to say with uh people with these kind of conditions people with conditions are monsters (laughs) don't have pre i bet this movie was just fucking (laughs) <laughs> pre-existing conditions sponsored by big pharma and shit right. if you got pre-existing <laughs> conditions we're not giving you health care because you're better off dead see because you're probably gonna kill people see yeah. you're probably a villain you're a villain in disguise you're a villain in the making and you'll always be a villain <laughs> man all right well now i think of this movie less because it hates disabled people right and and different people <laughs> no but uh, you know that's just one of the things i guess it had to do to make the the characters stand out and for you to not to not to look down on him but just to like feel bad for him i guess i don't know it's interesting decision making there i think but it is but you know honestly if you're into holiday horror make sure you check this movie out mm-hmm. it's definitely on my list it, it is a bit more holiday focused in like the kills and stuff like that than i think the original was i agree so yeah. there's just way more shit going on in this movie yeah the original has a lot of tension all of that but this if you like enjoy mindless blood and slashers, this is for you. And now that we're nearing the end of the episode, I want to give a quick shout out to two of our most dedicated viewers. My friend on Instagram at Meaty Manwich, Brian Carbono. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Carbono or Carbono. Thank you for listening to every single episode and interacting with me on every post. And also my friend Woodsy Toast 96, aka Brian Tyler. Thank you both for being our top two viewers, and we heavily appreciate you guys, and we hope that you guys love the content that we release week after week, and you know, hopefully you find us knowledgeable enough to not listen to any other horror (laughs) podcasts. Hopefully, yeah. I think we put out some good stuff, accurate stuff, good opinions, you know, just quality content, so thank you to both of you guys. That's awesome. For everybody else listening, of course, thank you as well. Uh, you guys should definitely, you know, talk to us about horror movies. I mean, that's why we're here. So, you know, we're going to be talking next week about the new Black Christmas. I guess I did want to ask really quick how you think, you know, the 2006 remake in comparison is going to stack up. But obviously, they're going to be like such different movies that I'm not even really sure that there is going to be really a comparison to make. I think this new one's just going to be a corny, quote unquote, woke movie. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see exactly. I mean, that is kind of what the the marketing is pushing toward is that it's very much focused on the female empowerment, you know, angle and everything like that. Which was really Which is fine if it's if it's not shoved down your throat. Right there. Yeah. Cuz like, it was a tr- it's a trope. The female empowerment is a classic trope of slasher movies. You literally don't need it shoved down your throat because it's literally part of the blueprint four horror movies yeah. is the female heroine it's it started with olivia hussey then it went on to jamie lee curtis and then to every other 80s actress like 
we know women will whoop these piece of shit asses in every movie. Mm-hmm. We don't need it. Like, girls can fight back too. They've been fucking up the antagonists since the beginning of cinema. Yeah. Women have been the heroes of these movies. Nothing has really changed other than the fact that, like, okay, in some slasher movies, modern day, they try to make it different and not follow the tropes. This one's just kind of bragging about following the original tropes. Yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to determine exactly in like what way and how heavy handed the whole message is going to be. But I do agree with you. I don't know if it's completely necessary. I mean, look at Revenge. You know, that's a movie that I kind of praised last year. It was in my top 10. Was not really upfront with it at all. It just, it had the story. It followed the woman as she suffered this great trauma. And then it was action you know yeah. and and it was obviously implied that what these guys did was wrong that what she was doing was for for herself for women you know etc cetera, etc cetera. but it wasn't like super pushed on you and i think it was a great movie so and you know very kind of i spit on your grave esque which again same thing you know it it happened it's telling the story and it doesn't need to elaborate in a very i think kind of fake way yeah you know through the dialogue and everything i mean i know that people talk about this stuff in reality and everything but i don't know i I think it'll be interesting to see there are a lot of movies not just talking about female empowerment but talking about other issues that you know suffer because of the same exact thing you know so we'll see but that one's coming out uh, on the 13th we're going to definitely go see it and we'll have a review out for you guys in the next episode and then um you know i'm sure we'll be able to to talk about it and the 2006 remake but i think that's going to wrap it up here for this episode stay tuned for our black christmas 2019 remake as well next week make sure you tune in for an all-new grave discussions (laughs) for christmas This has been an SRD production.